the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It is Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven back. Interesting day, Pat. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know the news by now. A uh, guy who we now know is James <laughs> T. Hodgkinson. Jensen uh, Bernstein. It does sound like a made-up name, and apparently mm-hmm. is not. He was a, a guy who did uh, home inspections, which is weird. I mean, imagine if you're one of the people in this neighborhood now who has had a home inspection by this guy. What a weird experience. Um, he went up to uh, representatives Jeff Duncan and Ron DeSantis um, he, in the parking lot of the congressional baseball practice of, uh, with Republicans, asked if it was Democrats or Republicans playing there. They said Republicans. The guy walked away. And then we now know that uh, after he walked away, he uh, began shooting at the congressman. He hit um, Steve Scalise, uh, who uh, is the majority whip. Uh, he is going to be okay. He had a hip injuries and surgery, at least seemingly okay. He's also hit, I believe, four other people, two staffers and two Capitol Police, who happened to be there only because Scalise was there. The leadership has a 24-hour security, as we found out today. Um, but nobody else does. So when there's giant, you know, uh, collections of congressmen gathering, there's this kind of, could, you just walk right up to him. Apparently, this guy knew that. It's amazing. Um, he, it's amazing. What we know about him, seemingly... Uh, and this is seemingly confirmed. Um, a lefty. Is a big-time leftist progressive. Uh, Bernie Sanders supporter, um, a guy who ranted about how you need to tax the rich more, guy who ranted about how, uh, you know, there's several social media accounts that have come out that are associated with this guy. It's hard to know at this point which one is real, but they all say the same thing. Maybe he had multiple accounts, uh, but they all say the same thing. He did not like Trump. He did not like Republicans. He did not like low taxes. He did not like, he did like Bernie Sanders. He did like unions. I mean, yeah, very prototypical, uh, the prototypical example of what Democrats would have hoped for if uh, someone, God forbid, was shot um, so who they wanted the Gabby Giffords shooter to be, a, a t- big-time activist from their political opposition. If all of the conditions were the same, just switched around on the other side of the aisle, if, if this had happened because the Democrats were practicing at the same time at some other field, and if some guy had walked up to two Democrat congressmen and said, are those Democrats or Republicans? Well, they're Democrats. And then turned and walked and then shot some of them. Can you imagine... The, the kind of firestorm we'd be facing now, mm. it, I, I mean, I can't imagine it because it would, be, it would be absolute nonsense, nonstop for 
until they took the guns away from people, until every gun was taken out of every home in America. I mean, it, this would be such a firestorm. But, but, you know, because we're reasonable people and we can understand on this side of the aisle that it's this guy, not left wing people who did this, who perpetrated this crime, not the gun itself. It's the person using it. Uh, you're not going to have that kind of firestorm. No. Um, and, you know, as Glenn talked about uh, today, too, I think you could look at that equation both ways. What would it, Let's say that exact situation happens. What would you be saying today? And what you'd probably be saying is, wait a minute, this is one nut job. Mm-hmm. It's, nothing, it's not our fault because we love mm-hmm. low taxes. It has nothing to do with somebody being shot. And I think that we should understand that and apply that same standard uh, to the left today. I mean, you know, the bottom line is, yes, they're crazy on policy, and many of them are, you know, like, there's a lot of d- people I really don't like, uh, to be honest, uh, on the left. That being said, it's not all their fault. Like, Bernie Sanders is, I mean, his policies would really hurt the country in big-time ways, mm-hmm. uh, bigly. But the bottom line here is that it's not Bernie Sanders' fault. Um, and it's not, it's not even the fault of people who say Donald Trump is, is a Nazi, for example. It, it, it's individual responsibility. It's personal responsibility. It is a cornerstone of what, as conservatives, we believe. And that standard should be applied to the left when, uh, when these sorts of things happen. I am standing firmly with Glenn Beck today, however, on the point he made at the very end of the show, which is it would be damn nice to see a freaking liberal today come out on the air and say, you know what, we did a lot of this among the, around the Gabby Gifford stuff. A lot of people on the left came out and said, hey, this is the Tea Party. And then they tried to, to, to blame. And look, we found out that wasn't the case. We want that same treatment from the right today. And to do it, we should come out and say we did it wrong last time. And we shouldn't jump to these conclusions. Um, we'll see if that happens. Oh, it's not going to. <laughs> I mean, I... I'd love to think it would. I know. I, I just can't believe it will. I, you might get it from one person. I, you Maybe. Know, you're I, not I don't get know. It from the majority of the left. Yeah, I don't certainly. know if you'll even get it from one person. I mean, you can get it from a guy like Riaz Patel, who. Oh, sure. Our friend. Uh, he, he would do it. He yep. would do it. Uh, but would anybody else? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, yeah. You're not going to get that from CNN. It's certainly not from MSNBC. Uh, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they react. It's a lot easier to do it, however, when you're in the position they're in today. Let's say this all pans out, looks like it has, where this guy, the shooter, for political reasons, a hardcore Bernie Sanders supporter, went and shot a bunch of Republicans. Mm -hmm. If that all pans out, it's a a lot easier for Democrats to have that enlightenment in a moment like this, because they could say, holy crap, we don't want to be blamed for this. How do we not be blamed for this? Well, let me give you the... the, uh, the reasoning here, uh, because, you know, it's just one person and we can't all be held responsible. While motivations there are not necessarily positive, it's also easy for us in the moment as the victims of this. If there was a shooting, which, by the way, there wasn't, but if there was a shooting, if Gabby Giffords did turn out to be a hardcore Tea Party guy, we would be saying, hey, you can't blame the Tea Party for this. You can't blame people who like lower taxes or want to prevent abortions uh, for this particular thing. It's insane to do that. It's his responsibility, the person who did it. Um, it it's harder for us to do it today. It's hard for us to do that uh, on a day like this. Uh, and I think it is important, though. If it is a principle, it should apply to today as well. And honestly, I also believe, not only do I think 
Because I don't want it to come off as this sort of like, oh, well, uh, we're trying to be better. and uh, That can be boring and dull to me, to be really mm-hmm. honest. Like, I, I don't, I just think it's right. It, not mm-hmm. right because it's nice. It's right because it's, the, it's your principle and you stand by it. And I actually do believe individuals are responsible. That's the right one. We could take, you know, it's not just staying consistent on, on the side you're on. It's picking the right side. And to me, the right side is individuals are responsible for their freaking actions. They are every time. Uh, that is how our society works. It goes, it's not just a, a conservative thing. It's a, it's a biblical thing. Mm-hmm. It, it is, you are responsible for your own actions, and that's who should be blamed for this today. Yeah. Uh, a couple of his uh, Facebook posts, apparently. Uh, one was, Trump is a traitor. Uh, another, uh, Trump has destroyed our democracy. Too late to tell this guy because we lost him. Uh, but uh, we don't have a democracy. So we didn't have one to begin with. You can't lose what you don't have. Uh, and it's time to destroy Trump and company. So I, I don't know. I mean, is this is his, his acting out? Is this the effort to, to do that? Maybe. Don't Maybe. let him change the country's name to the United States of the Koch brothers. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Uh, Trump is like Hitler. Now, we, I, I will say that like this, there have been several accounts that are associated with this guy yet. This is one that we talked about earlier. There's been a couple other New York Times reported a different site. Uh, we, I, I don't know yet. It does seem, though, every single one of them mm-hmm. says the same thing. So we may have had multiple accounts. The other thing is... Uh, mm-hmm. Too much capitalization in this account. Uh, let's be honest about it. Uh, you don't need to capitalize. That should have been a, a, a warning sign right there. You don't need to capitalize every word in a tweet. Jeff, do no. you want to comment on that? Sometimes you want to make a point. I guess so. And you want to make it screaming. <sighs> Pretty amazing. So. I, this is an amazing word. I mean, can you believe? I, we woke up today, uh, and I, I'm, I'm watching this news, breaking news, and it's they, they went to practice softball. Think of how bad this could have been. Mm-hmm. Think of what could have happened. I mean, we talked to DeSantis, Ron DeSantis today, a congressman from Florida, and I asked him, what was that conversation like with your family when you tell them, and now we know confirmed, that he actually spoke to the shooter who probably had the gun with him seconds before he started shooting at congressman. He easily could have been dead. It easily could have been the last thing he ever did was went to a softball practice uh, uh, with, with his fellow congressman. Easily, we could be talking about 10, 20, 30 congressmen and staffers dead today. We could be talking about close to 10% of, of rep, uh, Republican elected representatives lying dead on a baseball field today. I mean, this could have been a lot worse. And thank God uh, there was security there with firearms to stop this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could have been. Uh, considerably worse, and thank God, the only person who's going to die from this incident, it appears, is the guy who did the shooting. Yeah, I mean, for that, we can definitely be grateful. Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. So, I mean, the we're, we're just beginning in the in the discussion of, of this situation, and, and again, I, I can't wait to hear what CNN, uh, what MSNBC has to say about this. Because, uh, as we've mentioned, this is everything they sort of, not warned about, but I think hoped for. Mm -hmm. This is everything they wanted to happen on the right, and it's happened to them on the left instead. Uh, Because it's virtually, as Glenn pointed out on radio, it's almost every single shooting is some sort of leftist or or some, I mean, they're all crazy, but they're usually left-leaning. 
at the same time. And yeah, I mean, like it usually, especially if it's politically motivated, yeah. right? It comes from the left quite often. Yeah, uh, it's not not exclusively, but quite often. Uh, the you know the riots and the the violence in the '60s all came from leftists. All came from this students for the democratic way and uh, um, the, the weather underground and yep. all those types of uh, douchebags. So. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what is said today and, and how this thing unfolds over the next couple of days. It's funny, too, because one of the big things that happened um, uh, over the past, I'd say, you know, five shootings over the past several years, the, you know, the big shootings, is it, it used to be that everyone would come out and say, our hopes and prayers are were with them on this terrible day, blah, 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 blah. And this became a new democratic talking point, mm -hmm. that it was no longer okay to say that our prayers and hopes were happening because they would say, prayers and hopes aren't enough. How dare you? Uh, you know, do something about it. Take guns off the streets. It became mm -hmm. a point of pride for many on the left to say that the prayers thing what th that wasn't doing enough it was it was a, a, a pointless exercise um and uh and almost inappropriate to say and do yeah it was tired and mm -hmm. old well what you're seeing today from a lot of democrats is that exact response uh our hopes and prayers are with our colleagues blah 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 first of all it's hitting them this is in their house even though mm -hmm. they don't like the the right it's it's congressmen it's congress it's it's it, there is a brotherhood there mm -hmm. so it's partially that and also, uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see if the same people who said it was stupid to say prayers last time are saying it this time. Well, and, and the Democrats who were practicing at a different field all gathered and prayed. Yeah, prayed. There's an there's a, uh, interesting picture of that, uh, which is great, uh, on several websites today. Leon Wolf is the managing editor of The Blaze, and he's uh, in town, joins us uh, now. Leon, uh, you're watching all this as it kind of develops today. What, I is, am. what are you seeing right now? Well, you know, obviously, any time a story comes out like this, there's a lot of misinformation that comes out in the first 24 hours. So we want to be real careful. <laughs> yes. You know, because how many times have we all gotten burned by saying stuff that turned out not later to be true? I never have. Never? Never. Yeah. In your entire no, life? I've never, never okay. had that happen. Well, outside mm -hmm. of Pat. Because yeah. I don't just go off. No, you know, no. yeah. I, so I don't just willy-nilly start flying off the handle. That's very true. All right, very true. It, it sure looks at this point, though, like this guy is is a pretty dedicated Bernie bro. Um, unless there's a there's, it would be take a remarkable coincidence for this small town in Illinois to have produced two guys with the same bizarre. What's his? Oh, Hodgkinson? Yes. Hodgkinson. 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 Yeah. James yeah. T. Hodgkinson. Yeah. So, um, so supposing that this is people have gone and dug up his Facebook page and he's got a, a lot of kind of anti-Trump stuff in there. He's a climate change activist. He hates the seems to have a bug about the, the Koch brothers. So, um, yeah. Um, so unless you believe that that guy just coincidentally happened to show up at a GOP softball game and 
or baseball practice and start shooting at Republican well, congressmen. Specifically, if it was Republicans or Democrats, yeah. too. Right, uh, exactly. I mean, uh, I mean, it's pretty telltale. So here. the coincidence would have ended there because yeah. he would have yeah. said, oh, I don't, I don't want to shoot Republicans. Well, right. I'm, not sure gone somewhere that, else. I'm not sure yet that we've confirmed that this was the guy who talked to the Yeah, we have. Yeah, I guess we have. Well, that's new information. At least he looked at the picture and said, yes, that was the guy I talked to. So now we're really at the point where it would be really difficult to come up with a with a uh-huh. set of scenarios so, where this is not a politically motivated right, right. assassination attempt. So, so my thought on this is just, I mean, I think we just, we, get, we call this guy a terrorist. I think we have to, right? I mean, that's, yeah. listen, I mean, he's not, you know, affiliated with ISIS or probably any large organization, but we know it. But, but what is terrorism? It's violence against the civilian population in order to affect public policy through fear. What mm-hmm. could be more you know, uh, down-the-line definition of terrorism than this, than t- open and taking shots at elected representatives because of how they feel and vote about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, yeah, left-wing it's terrorism, right? Yeah. I mean, and uh, it's, it does at least appear that way. We could always have some information that, that changes that. But uh, it's, it's, int- it's going to be really interesting to see how the left reacts to this because they're on the easy side of this now. Now it's easy to say hopes and prayers. Now it's easy to right. say yeah. let's not jump to conclusions. Right. Uh, they didn't do that last time. No. No, and, and, you know, we were, we were talking a little bit during the break, you know, a lot of these, you know, we talked about the guy who shot Gabby Giffords. Immediately their reaction was, well, this is, you know, right-wing lunatic. And you went and looked at his, the stuff that he wrote. He was really kind of all over the map. Just had a bunch of bizarre, disconnected, some of which were classically associated with right-wing, some with left-wing. Some of it with grammar. Yeah, he yes. was really he weird was with big grammar guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so. I haven't seen anything yet, though, that this guy, this, this Hodgkinson guy, was anything like a mentally ill person or had these kind of bizarre conspiracy? He looks like a fairly standard issue Bernie bro, from what I can tell on his Facebook page. That is re- well, his I mean, business closed. He was struggling, right? We got reports from the wife that the, he right. was living in Alexandria for the last few months. Right. Right. So, I mean, he was struggling and really suffering from his point of view. Right. And these people need to pay for it. That's what it appears to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you and look, when you build yourself up uh, into these moments where you feel like Bernie Sanders is going to save our republic, I mean, we, we you know, oh, yeah. not with the violence, obviously, but we saw this a lot. I think among people on the right who looked at this and said, "God, if we have Hillary Clinton, the whole world is over. We have to have Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Donald Trump." And when you lose that battle, uh, and for them to lose it to Hillary and then lose it to Trump. Uh, if you're a Bernie person, I mean, to, your whole world is upside down. And, you know, when you put things in these sort of constant good versus evil ways, uh, you know, it's, it would not be surprising that one person would do this. However, they're the ones responsible for it. You know, people, people always say, you know, to me, oh, my gosh, this is, the, this is the worst it's ever been in this country in terms of people, you know, not disagreeing with each other. and being, uh, That's clearly not true, I think, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with history. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did have a thing called mm-hmm. the Civil War I've that, heard killed, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. killed a whole several hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, we, uh, we mean, had a vice president shoot the former secretary right. of defense <laughs> right. dead. Shot him shot dead. Shot him dead on purpose, not on accident. They, they shot him dead. Um, I mean, that it, was a little more. Vitriol. Yes, I would say. Uh, we had so. one senator almost beat another senator to yes. death yes. on the floor on the of the Senate. Floor. So mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. worse. It's mm-hmm. been worse. Um, but, you know, that was that period of time was about an identifiable issue, right? It was slavery was what drove a, a huge portion of that kind of animus that ripped the country apart. Mm. I don't What's different to me about this period of time, as we, I think we're kind of ratcheting up toward those levels again, is that there's not, at least that I see, there's not like a, a defining issue that, ever, that is pulling everyone apart. It's, yeah. it's more of a, just a cultural 
see shift, you know? And that's a, yeah, that's, that's an interesting point, because, I mean, like, you look at, like, what, what the pictures of him being released, uh, a sign, one of the signs and one of the tweets I think he had, uh, or it was Facebook, was that he wanted a 70% tax rate on those who made, like, $20 million or more. A very specific thing. It's like, it's hard to drum up the urgency. Um, to, what is it, between 40 percent and 70 percent like that is yeah. a you're gonna go kill congressmen over uh, you know a, a difference in the tax rate i mean it is a different it is a different situation here yeah it uh, is mm. it is but yet the animus is kind of rationing back up to those levels and it's it's different things i mean so many different people have so many different things that they're are you know world-ending issues uh you know for them that it's oh the climate is a big one too i mean yeah, and that, yeah, that is, is one that is constantly put in stark terms i mean literally everyone will die if we don't do x y and z uh and so those i mean maybe those terms maybe those things are on that level to, to some of these people i mean yeah. and the crazy ones you know you, you can always it's always a risk you can't stop saying the things you believe you can't stop you can't punish bernie sanders for having crazy viewpoints you know because this guy believed them it's not bernie sanders fault uh, you know, but it's interesting to kind of see how this stuff kind of manifests itself. Yeah. Ted, Ted Turner actually said that we'd, we'd be into cannibalism yes. because of global warming in uh, 15 years. And I think he said that in, was it 06, 08? I thought it was like 2035 when that thing oh, finally Oh, was it 20, out. Yeah, really? I think we got a few years. Okay, we I mean, the cannibalism's few. coming, obviously. <laughs> oh, I decided, but it could yeah. be 2040. I mean, you're going to have to have a sharper ramp up than uh, <laughs> I thought. Because <laughs> so could we, far... Yeah, could we nail that down? Because I'm standing next to Jeffy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so if we could <laughs> maybe <laughs> figure out what that time That won't have anything is. to do with uh, climate change, though. It's going to look like. It's just, yeah, he just didn't get to a snack. Yeah, right. The segment went on a little bit. So he just ate you whole. So obviously the blaze is going to be all over this. Uh, yeah. Anything in particular you're looking at and following, kind of going forward today? No, we're st we're still just trying to. We're going to have a post, hopefully up here in another 30 minutes. We're just trying to nail down. You know, here's what we know and what we don't know at this point. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's a useful thing as as time goes on because because as you hear, there's so many. Um, you know, even with this story, we initially heard they came out and I heard immediately that he was dead. And then they came back and said, no, no, he's not dead. And then they came back out again and said, yes, he is dead. So we're going to try to just kind of nail down. Here's what we know for sure. Here's what we don't. There's still unknown pieces to this equation as to, you know, how he determined, you know, this. Did he leave some sort of, uh, you know, manifesto behind that would clearly explain why he did yeah. this? Was he targeting Scalise? In, it doesn't look like it, but maybe he was. Maybe he had a beef with Scalise in particular. Who knows? Um, so we still have a lot of kind of outstanding facts, and we're just going to try to nail down what do we know, what we don't know. Yeah, well, wow, with him dead, we may never know a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. true. That's frustrating. Uh, it will be interesting to see. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm looking forward to learning is if he did, in fact, move there two months earlier, did was he targeting the practice of this uh, of this Because that's when they said game. they'd been practicing for it, right? The last yeah. mm -hmm. couple of months. And apparently they've been practicing on the same field for many yeah. years. Uh, it is a apparently a well-known thing. Uh, but, but if that's true, how did he not know who the Republicans and the Democrats were? I mean, if this is a two-month yeah. plan, it's yeah, not a very good... good well, nobody said he was smart. What's he been doing well, with his time? Could have been a confirmation, final confirmation. <laughs> right. And make sure he didn't screw it up. Uh, you know, that happens. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Uh, it would be interesting yeah. to see how this plays out, but uh, I know we'll have everything up on the blaze. So, yeah. Leon, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone Even number. Even with the cannibalism joke, thanks for stopping. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, the, 
Yeah. <laughs> even for Jeffy, you know, uh, eating an entire human being in right. one sitting is a little is a little over the top. It usually takes him a couple sittings to finish him off. Yeah, you know? I mean, typically, yeah. depending on the Anybody size. over like five foot tall, he he takes two sittings. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, a, you know, you know, a uh, a small female, uh, he might be yeah. able to devour. Might be able in, to in, in, in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I, I'm kind of irritated with all these articles all over the place about how bad Megyn Kelly's ratings are. I, she's been on for two weeks, right? She did the she did the uh, Vladimir Putin interview, and then you know, which is going to get big ratings. It's the first week. It's a it's a world leader. Then the next week was uh, who was week two? Aaron Andrews. Aaron Andrews, which you know is interesting to some, but a lot of people don't even know who Aaron Andrews is. Yeah. So the ratings went down. Well, that's going to happen. Yeah. You went from Vladimir Putin to Aaron Andrews, uh, a person that a lot are not even familiar with. And everybody's talking about how disastrous the 42% drop from week to week was. She's still up year over year. She's still done better oh, wow. on Sunday night than they were doing. Really? Yeah. Uh, that is, yes. wow, I didn't know that. That's and then uh, they're making a big deal. Well, she was even beaten by a rerun of a new show. It's 60 minutes. <laughs> it's been number one for 60 years or in the top 10 most of that time. Yeah, uh, 60 minutes does well, rerun or not. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just I, I think part of this hysteria is driven by Drudge. And Trump, because, you know, he does Trump's bidding and Trump is pissed at Megyn Kelly and he doesn't like her anymore. And so uh, I think Drudge likes to post a lot of articles that are unflattering to her. Um, but uh, my guess will be she'll, she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine in that time slot. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that what she's trying to do is ever going to be a gigantic rating success. Mm-hmm. right? Like doing interviews from a journalistic uh, standpoint uh, on a Sunday night, uh, which it's half not gonna be the huge. time you're going to be up against football. Like, it's never going to be. Oh, I mean, man. You know, in the fall, it's really going to be bad. Right. I mean, so 60 Minutes is the only show that even mildly survives there. And also, by the way, uh, has suffered itself from lower ratings over the years. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you know, I mean, that, that, that happens. I, I don't. I don't know that you. Anyone was expecting Megyn Kelly to come in here and put up a twenty million uh, number uh, on the board. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, you know, it's more of the thing of can she do a good job? Can she? Can she hold her own journalistically? Can she? She has to have solid ratings. I mean, ratings are important. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they aren't. But taking a first episode of any show and comparing it to the second episode of any show is never fair. No. I mean, it's, it, we'll see what happens with Alex Jones and these other shows as she goes forward. You got to look at it from see if, like, for example. If you go and you say, okay, her first three months, and you compare them to, uh, you know, three months, and even a year ago, uh, you have a lot of election stuff, so it might not be completely fair. But if you go a year ago and you say, okay, well, it looks like uh, she's behind by 30, 40, 50 percent, I mean, I think you're going to say, okay, maybe there's something here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the problem with her, as we said yesterday, is that I think she honestly is a good journalist. I think she does do a good job. I think she tries to be generally fair to both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she comes after both sides at times. And that doesn't make you a lot of friends. Yeah. Because both sides get pissed at you and they only remember the negative. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think, and you're right. It's, I mean, a, an interview show on Sunday night, it doesn't lend itself well, unless you have some fabulous guest every single week. And you can't do that. And you can't do it. You can't do I, it. There's yeah. just no Watch way to do that. Watch these late night shows. 
You, you watch these late night shows and you see a musical guest tonight, the Blaz. And you're like, who's the Blaz? <laughs> I've never heard of the Blaz. Were the Blaz on it? I missed him. The Blaz are good. Oh, I, I use them as an example. Man. I'm probably wrong. Uh, but I mean, you, you'll see, I, I mean, I would say. You know, is there a, the Blaz? The Blaz. There is? Oh, no, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'm just making, I'm just making right. up the uh, blah, blah, Because that could be an actual band and I just wouldn't know it. It would be. Right. And, and so. Now, obviously, I would say that we're not uh, necessarily the target of uh, mm-hmm. every uh, you know up and coming uh, artist at this point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, I get it. We're uh, you know a little older. We're getting on. We're getting on a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, usually you've heard the phenomenon, right? You you try to support a show uh, with interviews, and I remember doing this because I mean it was when Larry King was on, and he was getting you know he used to get everybody the late night shows, Leno and Letterman. They get the best. They still go night after night after night sometimes with nobodies. Or B level or C yeah. level people, authors. I mean, you got you you to. Usually... If you depend on the names, you're never going to win. Yeah. I remember this happened yeah. with a friend of mine. Uh, was one of the um, launch producers for I think it. I want to say it was John McEnroe's TV show. Do you remember this? It was on CNBC. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They tried to make CNBC primetime into a big deal. They had a John McEnroe show. Maybe it was late night. I don't even remember. Um, and it, he, they came mm. out of the shoot with like. Nine huge people, and the ratings were huge. And then as soon as all the huge people were gone, so were the ratings. Well, so were the ratings because I mean people weren't there for McEnroe; they were there because you mm-hmm. told them there were a lot of big names were on. This happens with the launch shows. Of a lot of big launches happen this way. You put on huge celebrities in their first few shows, and then you know people are only going there for huge celebrities and not for you. Yeah, and you know think about this: who would you really make appointment television for? I, I wouldn't have even for Vladimir Putin. I oh, well, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I had that opportunity. I was on vacation, but so I didn't even know she was back yet. But, um, but Vladimir Putin wouldn't have been something I thought. Oh my gosh, the Vladimir Putin is that? T- it's on. I got to get to the TV set. No. Yeah. I mean, and, if, if Megyn Kelly was, I mean, Megyn Kelly did interview Donald Trump, and it wasn't even that much of a phenomenon. And that's probably yeah. one of the best. Uh, and I think part of that was because you know it didn't wind up turning out particularly well, but still. That was one of the most, the biggest interviews combinations you could probably come up with, right? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. If, if, yeah. if, uh, if Nancy Pelosi went on with Rush Limbaugh, I'd probably tune into it. There's a few interviews here and there that you'd want to hear, uh, but it's pretty rare. Uh, yeah, it you is. know, there's certain celebrities in the news, you know. Aaron Andrews, like, you know, if she had done an interview six months after what happened for the first time, you know, you were like, I would be really interested. Oh, my God, what has she gone through? What has happened with her? I mean, there are. It's mm-hmm. part of these things can be interesting, but you can't sustain a show with interviews. You can't. It's just not possible. Um, and we, you know, this is one of the things we've done on, on our show over the years, which is we've never really done a lot of interviews. I mean, even now where we're doing more of them, we're still less. I mean, Sean Hannity probably puts on three times the amount of interviews oh, that we do every day. Easily. And, and, easily. And, 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 and the way you do that, and O'Reilly's the same thing, is you wind up taking people and bring them back for recurring segments, mm-hmm. right? So you get good people that you mm-hmm. like and you bring them on all the time. Or you do like Imus and you've just got your favorites that over the years will always show up no matter what, like yeah, Doris, uh, Doris Kearns, Kearns Goodwin. Who the hell is Doris Kearns Goodwin and who is Bo Deedle? Bo Deedle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, all those people got made then, their way to Fox. Um, Doris Kearns Goodwin's a presidential historian, right? Yeah, Bo Deedle yeah, was a, a, a per- private investigator, I think. <laughs> like a former cop. Yes. Uh, and then there's uh, a Kinky Friedman. Uh, Kinky Friedman. Which nobody knows outside of Texas. Nobody no, knows but Kinky, Kinky Friedman. Uh, Kinky Friedman turned the Imus thing into a halfway convincing <laughs> run for governor, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, uh, he made a little noise yeah, in that. He did. Uh, 
uh, four to three hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's it's tough to do. So you bring on it is uh, recurring guests mm-hmm. because people. The bottom line is you're the, not going to get Tom Cruise every night. No, the, the the guests that you actually want to hear from. Let's say it's Tom Cruise to use it in a entertainment uh, uh, capacity. The guests that you want to have on like that don't want to do your stupid show unless they're promoting something. So you can get those people on once a year, mm -hmm. right? Once every two years. Or twice, whenever they're promoting a movie, they're promoting a book, whatever it is. Exactly. They want to do their job and go home to their families, just like you. New season of TV show, that's it. Mm -hmm. Right, a new season's coming up. They've got a charity event coming up. Maybe you get them on. Well, it's Uh, it's one of the reasons that The Tonight Show moved from New York to Los Angeles after Johnny Carson died, because it was much easier to get the stars in L.A. than it is New York. Because they all live they're there. there. They're there. So you've got a better chance of being where they live, and then it's less of a hassle for them to get to you. But, like, i got to say, if there's one interview I am looking forward to in the entire... Uh, Alex Jones. It's Alex man. Jones. And only with because him, her, with her. you don't know what kind of bat crap crazy stuff he's going <laughs> to say. And gonna, I want to find out. It's going to be fun. I want to find out. He doesn't want you to hear it. Uh, I know and, he doesn't. And that's what makes you want to hear it so much. I know. Uh, because, you and know, the it, latest word is that it might happen. It's gonna. I guess Andy Lack, the president at NBC, wants the buzz. And he's kind of... Yeah, it's okay. He's enjoying that there's a lot of talk about it. And, you know, while the backlash is somewhat difficult to get through, he knows they'll get through it. And then we'll see what happens Sunday night. I I will say also here, it's a journalistic product. So, like, he has a really good argument to go back to these people and say, look, I appreciate that you might not want to be in the show, but this is obvious journalistic value. Mm -hmm. And we can't prioritize J.P. Morgan Chase saying something over this. That is a they can do that. It's even harder with opinion shows to do that. Um, It's also a guest, not the host. That's doing mm-hmm. the controversial thing here, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and the other part of it is, I think with that type of show, you could say, like, if they brought on Vladimir Putin, I think it would be reasonable for a company to say, uh, I don't want to be on the same show as Vladimir Putin. They might say that. But they're not saying, like, we never want to be on Megyn Kelly's show again. They're just saying this week we don't want to be associated with it. I don't understand that personally. If I ran a company mm-hmm. and, I inv- and I said, you know what, I, this is a show I want to be associated with, I want to advertise there, that would pretty much be a blanket. Uh, 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 okay for endorsing. I know they're not endorsing what they're saying on a particular show, but I'm saying they have the freedom to do their show the way they want to do it. Now, that is how I would look at it. I can understand a company saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to be on this week. We'll run double next week. I don't don't like Alex Jones. I don't want to be associated with him. I can understand Mm -hmm. that. I mean, you know, Alex Jones, um, you know, hawks a billion products, um, you know, really anything. And, like, if, if... if you th- if someone will claim that tree bark cures cancer, he will endorse a product that that, that attempts it. Um, he's so he ha- he runs ads. You've heard his voice if you've never heard his show. You've probably heard his voice on ads because he voices a lot of shady, weird products that run all over talk radio and all over the place. And there's been times where we'll be like, I don't want that guy's. I don't want that guy on our show. You know, he will occasionally air seeds, uh, and, and we'll yeah, we'll get we'll we'll just be like, well, you know what? If you if you want to air a spot on the show, not with this lunatic, um, you know. So that has happened, uh, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, cause who wants to be associated with this guy? I mean, he looks first of all too much like Jeffy. I mean, that's one of the big things. Yeah. I mean, look at that. I mean, look at that. Like they're twins. It's basically twins. as if. <laughs> Make your face really red. Can you hold your breath for a second? Picture that you just took a big heaping teaspoon of male vitality formula. Picture that moment. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) 
Yeah, obviously, Jeffy's That's uncanny. In it's better uncanny. Shape. Uh, Jeffy's obviously in better shape than obviously. Alex. But, I mean, other yeah. than that, if you can project Jeffy plus 60 pounds, <laughs> what would he look like? He's, Alex Jones. I mean, I know that they're sidelighting him wrong uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, on this interview with Megan, but uh, the oh, sidelight has done him right. Well, that's because that sidelight does him no favors. On the adding on the pounds. Also, his appearance does him no favors. Again, this is a man <laughs> who they. And, and I don't know if there's any better piece of evidence that Alex Jones is just Bill Hicks, the former comedian, uh, doing a bit mm-hmm. uh, than the, the idea that they claim that this man right here is like, what, 44 or 43? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no way Ooh. he is. He's clearly 60. Now, <laughs> I will say that we've had a, quite an onslaught of people requesting. Mm. Uh, Alex, with a vote, mm. inducted into the Dungeons oh, of Fame. Wow. Because they had quite an wow. onslaught last night uh, on my Twitter feed. Mm. Uh, people huh. saying, uh, uh, we believe that the relevancy clause has been met now. <laughs> I might, think this is Because the last time be that true. we talked about it, mm-hmm. was, there was the relevancy clause. He's yeah. not relevant. But, yeah, you know what? But the, we're making the case that he's relevant enough to go and make a yeah. show. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, this the is a pretty president good of the United States has lent him some credibility, right? And and, uh, it will, and that person <laughs> is also uh, in the hall. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. true. Uh, that is, that true. is true. And you don't you never leave the hall once you're in it. <laughs> Nor would he has he done anything to, to to change that. I would say he's done a couple things. A couple things. A couple things. But not. I don't know, just thought, I'm just throwing it out there. It was uh, you know it was uh, requested. A I, know, I like people. it. I think we do it. No, it's a it's a good idea. And we haven't we haven't done an induction for a long time. I don't know that he gets in. I don't, I don't know that he does either. Yeah, we'll see. Because uh, he does have his, his supporters. A lot of his supporters are people on the right forget all the things he used to do. Like, they just give yes. him a pass. Yeah. Which, the by Cynthia the way, McKinney support. Come on, <laughs> man. He's a conservative. Is he? Is he? Is he? Okay. All right. He's a conservative who believes the United States government under George W. Bush brought down the World Trade Center towers and 3,000 Americans just so they could get us into a war is he conservative? And not the war that they launched, by the way. Jeez, the no, war in Iraq. Right, right. Several years later. They didn't decide to go right into Iraq, if that was their plan. They decided Jeez. to wait and fight a completely different war. And, like, like if you're, if you're this conspiracy, you're setting up a global conspiracy to cause war. Like, you can't just say these guys were all from Iraq instead right. of you Saudi can't do Arabia. That. Of course you could do you, that. You can't just say that they were all—why why, why tie Afghanistan into Who it? Who would know? Just go into Iraq. Yeah, easy. It's so it's easy. dumb. <laughs> the whole I, thing I, start to finish. Plus, steel doesn't melt. I mean, right. that was one of the big theor- theories. Yeah. And you mean steel doesn't melt. How do you form it into pieces? <laughs> <laughs> like, how does <laughs> it, mean it doesn't melt? All right. Uh, well, so anyway, yeah, I like this. What do you uh, think? You know, I I say why not? I mean, yeah. I don't know that we do it today. Maybe we promo. We, we you know mm. do it tomorrow. Set maybe? it up mm-hmm. tomorrow, second hour. Mm-hmm. Let some of the people that uh, listen to us on Blaze Radio uh, I like that. catch up and join us live tomorrow for the vote. I like, I it. like that. Let's do the start of the second hour uh, tomorrow. If you listen on Blaze Radio, that's the time to, to, to vote. And you go where to vote? Uh, Theblaze.com slash the feed. Our last induction attempt failed. And I can't remember who it was. Who was it? Um, Jeffy. No, it wasn't Jeffy. Oh, he would get in. Uh, it was somebody, and I think they had like 75% or something. It was, they fell no, apart short. I think I would not get in the Who was it? <laughs> I can't, I can't remember. That. I can't decide whether I'm hurt or happy that I wouldn't get into the Deuce Hall of Fame. I know. We'll let you think about that. We'll be right back on Patents 2. It would Got be a close it. vote. Yeah, it I actually it would. would be a close <laughs> vote with you because I think there's enough people who are defenders of yours that you probably yeah. wouldn't get in, but a lot of people really hate you. I oh, mean, my really gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're always like, why are you guys meaner to us? All the time.
piece that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Well, we've been talking all day about us coming together and the Democrats coming together with the Republicans and people just joining together and not, not blaming each other for the shooting, for guns. Mm-hmm. Well, this comment from the feed, it would be damn nice to ride a unicorn to work, but it ain't going to happen. So it's very possible that many people may not feel that warmth yet. I will also say it would not be nice yeah, I was to, just gonna to, say, to, to it would not be good to oh, ride a yes, unicorn to work. It'd smell no. like a unicorn, <laughs> and first of all. And it would take a really long time, yep. and it'd be uncomfortable. Have you ever ridden a horse? It hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts Especially after a while. Especially for a male. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not uh-huh. a comfortable situation. You no. wouldn't know, Jenny, so, but it's... No, it would not be good. No. All right. I'm <laughs> not going to do any Go horse jokes, but I'm just going to say that reminding David Simon, creator of HBO's acclaimed crime series, to the unicorn riding's point. Uh, the Wire, uh, he made a blunt suggestion on his Twitter account. Talk about uh, a douche. Talking about, I know, talking about uh, Republican President Donald Trump's possible firing of Robert Mueller. Yeah. Uh, if Donald Trump fires Robert Mueller and is allowed to do so, pick up a GD brick. That's all that's left you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they're calling for, right? Yeah. There, there's no well, coming together. Uh, how many times have we seen this with Black Lives Matter? Uh, yeah. In their protests, many uh, mem- members there calling for violence against police. I mean, for some reason, like, that's the thing you do now. I, I, I don't know anybody who would want to, to, to kill the other side just because they disagree with them. I, I, I mean, I've never met anyone who makes those arguments. They were trying, you know, of course, exists. they respond with, uh, you know, uh, equated him with uh, the violent uh, Antifa leftists and said he should be indicted for inciting violence. And Simon was like, given that you were provoked to, to a keyboard, inciting stupidity is more likely a plea bargain to my future. So he mm. just keeps throwing it out yeah, there. Yeah, I just saw keeps that. throwing He's, it back. I mean, it, 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 was, it was a firestorm when Sarah Palin said we need to target this district yes. To, yes. to win an election. And that was, that was misconstrued and blown up into some kind of violent rhetoric. But a guy can actually use violent rhetoric, and it's perfectly fine. Right. He's actually inciting rioting there, and it's perfectly fine. And we should say happy birthday to the U.S. Army. 242 years old today. Wow. Thank you for all you do. Oh, huh? God. She, don't ever do one of these little <laughs> kiss-ass things ever again. And for you, Pat, your boy your from mouth. Montana. Your boy from Montana. Uh, the congressman-elect. Gianforte. Yes. Mr. Mm. Uh, remember him by getting uh, attacking the reporter and beating, breaking yeah. his glasses and beating him up? Yep. Uh, it's all good. No worries. Uh, he, signed the, he signed the deal. He was ordered to perform community service, receive anger management training, uh, no jail time. He Deferred did, time. He did have a very uh, extensive apology he released well, on vacation. Yes, he did. Oh. And you know what? He also uh, he, he apologized in court again to Jacobs, the reporter. And last week, uh, prior, to the, uh, prior to the court case, uh, going in front of the judge the first of this week, he said that uh, he apologized to him in a letter and sent 50000 to a, a committee to protect journalists in return. Because Pat, <laughs> what? I know. Now, listen, we thought that, you know, look. He's a big, wealthy former technology executive, mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We figure, you know, you look at that and you go, man, that reporter should say, no problem. You can do your community service and pay me some cash Yeah, uh, for hurting me. Or we'll just take you to civil court and we'll make, make me some cash. You've got the money. Uh, no. Uh, that was uh, Jacobs pledged not to sue him if he donated money to that. And, really and apologized. Yeah, I mean, he's wow. really he really handled that really well. Yes, he yeah, did. He did really well, and, and yes, accepted, he did. accepted the apology. And, yeah, he yeah. did. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Wow. And, so that, I mean, and Gianforte is is very apologetic. He wants to be seated. 
when he gets to Congress. Yes, he uh, does. Because there was danger of that not happening. And if he if he complies with everything according to the the Bozeman judge, uh, right, Bozeman, Montana, yes, if according to him, that mm -hmm. judge, uh, she said, if you comply with everything, then it'll all just go away. You won't go to jail. It'll be all done. Have a nice day. So well, he'll be seated. Everything's wonderful. So isn't it? Everything is just wonderful. Good. And uh, earlier, uh, while we were on vacation, Samsung unveiled something that they're trying to pass off as, uh, oh, look how nice this new screen is for uh, for gaming, the gaming screen. Mm -hmm. uh, I want you to take a look at the 49-inch CHG90 mm. gaming screen. That is pretty cool. Yeah, that is. Now, Oh, wow. I can think of other games mm -hmm. to use that screen for, but you can use it for whatever you want. You know, you can use it for whatever you'd like. Anyway, that's... Uh, All right. It's super ultra-wide. I'm glad you're not creepy in any way, Jeffrey. Yeah, never uh, creepy. That's, that's really good. That's what they're uh, saying. Torturing us. Jeffy's incited violence in the studio here. He has. I'm uh, just saying, we haven't got to the story. The NBA finals happened. Oh, God. All and we didn't you, even, you we didn't, any person. I don't think here. we breathed a word about no, it. No, I we? know. Should be happy. No, glorious. LeBron goes down. Glorious. He, said, I don't get he still is the only guy that does the triple double average for the championship games, right? The playoffs and stuff. Good for. He's still the king. Yes. Yes. Is he? Is he still the <laughs> king? How many, how many finals does he have to lose to lose that he's title? He's won a couple. How many 70? finals does he have how to get into? How about a thousand Every finals? Every team he's on goes to the finals. <laughs> he, he, there are That's no pretty good, teams man. in the East. That's All pretty of the good. good teams are in the West. All of them. Oh, and he could, I think he could go to the Utah Jazz next year and then go to the finals. You know what? He had that opportunity multiple times and didn't because he knew he would be playing against all the good teams. He stayed in the East where he knew he had a, a free ride to the finals every <laughs> single year, only to lose in almost all of those years. Well, he's sure, won Golden State three bought, titles. Three, and he's lost bought what, five? Team, bought the no. championship, four. right? I think he's three and four in he's Three and five. four, three and five. He's no, been seven straight years. Seven years in a row. Come on. He, I think he's right? five. Is it, can somebody look five. it up? I think he's three and five. I think it's three five. Three and five. I think it's five. He's oh, wow. lost five finals. And, and tell me. How many game people three had the was, chance to do that? Not even Jordan course, went eight times. Uh, that's true. Of course, Jordan was also playing baseball uh, in the middle of that run, which he probably would have been well, there for two more so? times. Uh, however, you're right, but there has never been, I mean, there's never been disparity like this with the East and the West. There's nobody in the East. Nobody. These teams are the awful. The Celtics are pretty good. They're awful. They're good. In comparison the to Celtics a Celtics are good. The Celtics are the sixth, seventh best team yeah, in the NBA? Maybe. But they're pretty good. They're worse, they're worse than uh, Houston. Why? They're Why? worse than Golden State. <laughs> Sometimes... <laughs> You, uh, you have this time. issue, though, <laughs> that you yes, get you do. like irrational I, hatred for people for no apparent reason. No, it's not irrational at all. It's completely rational. <laughs> Why uh, is it rational? Why do you hate LeBron James? I mean, it's obvious. Because he's everywhere. He actually, he's actually has uh, <laughs> hatred for <laughs> some people that he cannot explain.
I know. Oh, I can explain uh, this one. I'll tell you what, Jeff Fisher. You want me to explain <laughs> hatred? Uh, but yeah, no, I was uh, very pleased to see it. And, and you know, D- Durant. First of all, I think come stop on. Of with course, this you're going to win the NBA title when you've got the All Star team. I will say you're right. right. Come on. I will say, but again, this is a team that won 73 games without any free agents, right? So yes, they added uh, the best player in the league. By the way. The best player in the league. Make sure you heard that. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are starting to say that. Yeah, that Kevin I, Durant has surpassed LeBron James. If I, and this is honest. And I know I am not a LeBron fan. And well, I also once you're, like, once you're, once you're uh, LeBron, though, I'm sorry. But once you're LeBron, you can only be the best for so many years. And people start thinking, well, you know, we'll give it to somebody else. Well, it, it, also the fact that he doesn't play as, as well as other players <laughs> is another reason that occurs. Um, but uh, if I was He's picking, pretty impressive, if, though. He is impressive. He's, impressive. He's, he's obviously a top ten player of all time. So we're, yes, we're, we're playing with the with these numbers. Probably top five. I would disagree. No, no. Um, no way. Um, but not, maybe not. No Name way, five better than him. Uh, Michael Jordan. Obviously. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, I don't know. Wilt Chamberlain. Come on. Okay, other than the eight-foot-nine guys who Magic. have played in the league. Um, so, so. Magic, Bird. You could go Magic, Magic Bird. Do you, think Magic and, do you think Larry Bird is better than LeBron James? The, the, I don't know about I that. I think Larry Bird was definitely better. Uh, and they're similar players. However, Bird did Whatever. suffer from a lot of injuries that 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 I think you could Whatever. fairly I'm just, I'm just trying to name some names uh, better than LeBron. Say LeBron is better because of that. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's it's hard uh, to Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah, oh my Ooh, gosh. better than LeBron James. Yes. Oh come on. Absolutely. I don't think so. absolutely. Better. I don't think so. Better. Disagree. I mean, but I mean, there's an argument there. <laughs> there's an argument. There's not an argument with Michael Jordan. No, uh, there's and no argument. So there. that is, you know, uh, it's not even close. However, uh, to look at this, he'd though, probably argue it. Who? LeBron. LeBron. Oh, LeBron definitely LeBron would. would. Probably would. LeBron <laughs> probably would. would. A lot of people try to argue it. It's just not convincing. I mean, right. look at that game three was amazing. I mean, LeBron James, again, his numbers are good. They're always going to be good. Mm-hmm. He, 80% of his shots are freaking layups or dunks. So, I mean, yeah, he shoots for a good percentage. He puts up good numbers. He's a big guy. Again, I think Huge. he just, just the same way you have to talk about, well, Will Chamberlain was 7,000 feet tall. You have to talk about the guy that there's, you know, look, there's never been somebody like him as big as him. He just bowls people over. He does. He doesn't even have moves. He just runs straight at the basket. <laughs> I know. It's, it's incredible. That, that is true. It is true. He that is he's true. Not a, you know, but look, he, he, and he had some good moments in the series. Of course, and he got, averaged a triple-double, which yep. is unbelievable. Right, they got blown out in, in, in the first two games, obviously. But that third game, third game fourth, was his it was the fourth game. The fourth game was unbelievable. He was great in the fourth game, but the third unbelievable. game, they blew. That game so badly, and it was LeBron James' fault. He airballed shots. He missed shots. He turned the ball over. He let Kevin Durant shoot a wide-open three-pointer to and lose I, the game. And I will inexplicably. say, in the last game, too, he let Kevin Durant blow by him a couple of times. Oh. Just stood there. Yeah. Didn't even raise an arm. It's just, it's <laughs> Didn't not, raise an arm. Look, it's not close. When you're the best it's player in the league, you hey, don't have to raise your arm. I can tell you this right now. If I'm drafted. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, That's you how don't. you become the best player. <laughs> by raising an arm. Yes, by raising on an arm. defense. If, you started a dra- if you're starting a team right now, mm-hmm. okay, everything is real in the way it is. So and I will say. Factor everything in. Michael Jordan Never, I, I, when I saw it, I, I watched pretty closely because I was a Utah Jazz fan. Mm. And the Jazz played the Bulls twice in the NBA Finals. And both times, Michael Jordan just outclassed yes. yeah. Carl Malone so badly that it was so apparent that he was by far the greatest player on the court and the, probably the greatest player of all time. And he never had a letdown in the NBA Finals. Nope. Six for six. Never. And- uh, so... I mean, three and five, look, and not to mention, destroyed in these games. 
Now, you remember, people are like, oh, well, he went back to Cleveland. He brought a, a championship to Cleveland. Yes, absolutely, if I'm a Cleveland fan. And that last mm-hmm. year was, a, was and that was cool. an amazing game. They beat a 73-win team. That was good for Cleveland. To it do was amazing. That. that was and, great. However, people forget the fact that he left the Heat for a better right. team. He went from the Heat with two aging superstars that were injured to go to get Kyrie Irving, who <laughs> averaged, what, 35 points a game in the finals? Something this is like not that. just some guy. And Kevin Love, no, Kyrie who, Irving's really good. Who was, who was up and down in the finals, but was the highest. Kevin Love is inconsistent. He is inconsistent, but was probably you know the why? number one free agent outside of LeBron James. He's a white guy. And that's true. That's racist. white guys it's so racist. much. Um, I hate white guys. I, I will say this again. <laughs> that's why there's only one of them on the floor at any given guys. time. If you do. <laughs> I thought that's a league rule. Isn't it? It's true. It is a league rule. Unless it they're is. foreign. Unless yes. they're foreign. Uh, then you're allowed an extra one. Um, you can maybe sneak two on. Uh, but any more than that, and you're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, you're going to lose. If you are drafting a team today, today, with everything being in the year 2000. Uh, whatever year in 17 and you're starting a team and you're picking only off of those two teams the two teams in the finals the first pick is Kevin Durant the second pick is Steph Curry the third pick I don't know is it LeBron James or is it Kyrie Irving I don't know when you factor age in I don't know who it is he might be fourth what is in the series forget the best player of all time he might be fourth in the series. You'd have LeBron. LeBron fans would dispute the yes. fact that the second pick is Steph Curry over LeBron. He, I, I, maybe maybe they would. The Curry, the Curry could maybe be picked first. Yeah, he, and he, uh, Curry could easily go first over Durant, too. I, I mean, that's another I, way to look I'm at it. I'm okay with your selection process. But it's though. not crazy, I, I would right? go Durant and Curry, probably. Because yeah. yeah. Curry's just such a pure shooter. I how do you, you pass him up? Yeah. I, I, and, then, and then who knows? Probably LeBron. But maybe Kyrie. Maybe Kyrie. When you factor age in, it <laughs> might be Kyrie. It might. It might what be Kyrie. What is LeBron? Thirty-two now? Is he thirty-two? Uh, yeah, because he's. I mean, he's, and the thing with LeBron is his numbers are going to look great because yeah, he came he's out of high since school. He was twelve years old. Yeah, he legit. He was when he was twelve in sixth when he got grade, in the NBA. He averaged twenty points a game. Twelve. <laughs> uh, he was twelve years old <laughs> when he entered the NBA. So, yeah, right. so I see that was. We'll probably inter- find that out. He'll probably lie. He'll probably, I lied when I joined the NBA. I was actually twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those Dominican baseball players do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. They do that. And then you find out, like, wait a minute, we Mate, just signed a forty-eight year old. years old. <laughs> You said you were 14. Uh, so I went, and we should also be clear. This <laughs> segment is Jeffy's fault. Yes. We sorry. were not going to talk about basketball, we but then Jeffy started it in the break, and now here it is. Mm-hmm. So I apologize for our very late basketball analysis, but uh, it was important. I, I was so happy. I, I am, like, and again, like, if the Yankees or the Red Sox were in the World Series, I would be like this. If the Cowboys made it to the Super Bowl, I would be like this. Like, he is on that level of, like, I can't stand him winning. I hate it. And it's, it's so satisfying to watch him lose. I don't know why, I though. love it. I, I don't understand the, way, the reason. What is it at the end of a game? I never understand this, and this is not just the Cavs, but it happens all the time in basketball. You're down by, I think they were down by 12 points with, like, a minute and a half left. So you got a shot, still. It's one in 300. Yeah. Okay, but... It is the finals. They're sitting around watching Golden State dribble out the clock. 
Right? What it's are you a doing? four possession game. Mm-hmm. And then they get the ball back, and J.R. Smith throws up another crazy three that goes in somehow. Now they're down nine. Mm-hmm. Let's go. With like a minute left in the game, mm-hmm. a three possession game. Do everything you can. If you have to foul, you should be pressing and stealing. They're just standing back there like, ah, oh, yeah, man, we lost this one. That shot that J.R. Smith hit was like a half mile away from the basket, too. <laughs> yeah. It was a half mile yeah. away. Especially a guy <laughs> like that. It was unfreaking J- believable. When J.R. Smith gets, gets hot, oh. he's the best player in the league for like two minutes. It's times like like just keep throwing the ball to him. <laughs> it's times like that though. I think that that really is coaching. I mean, I, I think that's where the coach comes in you in mean, the in the in the NBA. Uh, you mean the guy the who essentially is coach and general manager of the Cavs, LeBron James. I know. If LeBron James know, is know, showing effort in that situation, everyone else is. But he's just sitting back, mm. just waiting, just waiting for it to be over so he can walk out again for the fifth time <laughs> losing a finals. <laughs> And by the way, this was a five-gamer. He's also yeah. been swept in the yeah. finals. He also had another five-gamer, what was it, two years ago. These are not even competitive series he's losing. Did Michael Jordan ever lose in four games in the finals? I don't think so. Michael Jordan never lost a final. He never, what was that? What? Never lost a final. Never! I mean, honestly, you're starting a team right now. LeBron James or Carl Malone, who are you picking? It's close. Oh. It's, that's close. It's close. Because he reminds me of Carl Malone. He does. He's a, I, probably a better passer. I think he's better than Carl Malone. But Malone's a better rebounder. Better rebounder, but LeBron, it's tough between the two shooting-wise. I'm not sure who's better. Uh, I think Malone, Malone so might towards be the a end of his career, he was probably a better he shooter. Had that, he but, had that fadeaway jump shot oh, that was, it was great. awesome. But again, like, Unless he was in the finals. Nobody talks about Carl Malone <laughs> as the best player of all time. He's, no. he's in the conversation of the best 20. Yeah, best 20, for you sure. Know, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's probably where LeBron... LeBron I mean, he, you know, look, his numbers are going to be fantastic. And, he, and, he, and look, there is something to be said to, to making it to the finals all these years, even though circumstances uh, dictate it, uh, really, the way that, I mean, now look, it's true. But uh, in the Eastern still, Conference, it's his, yeah. it, it's like, it's not his fault. And in fact, you could argue he's pretty smart. Um, yeah. And the fact that he's a, to avoid the competition, a lot of these other players in the West haven't gone to the East because they haven't wanted to deal with having a team that had LeBron on it. So there's something to be said for him. I'll, I'll do that here in minute, minute 12. Oh, that's so nice. There's no point. <laughs> I'll do that for him. Uh, he's obviously an all-time great player, but he's not the greatest. And, and, and he does things that you'd never expect out of anyone in the conversation of the greatest player of all time. He disappears. They're in the. Mo- this is yeah. He does. He th- does an Elimination game in the finals. The mm-hmm. ball's going to J.R. Smith and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, it's not even going about, to LeBron. He doesn't yeah. even demand the ball in these situations. It's incredible. I know, I mean, and he could, he should have it to bowl his way is. to the basket. Yeah. I mean, Michael was, for example. I mean, Jordan was always there was no question. No question. Oh Michael's my gosh, the there was no. Question Michael at will all. have the ball, yeah. and he will score, and we'll win, and we'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. If Scottie Pippen would have shot the ball in the last few minutes of a of a, a Chicago would have murdered him. Oh, they would have killed him dead. The, the city would have <laughs> murdered him. Drug him through the streets. Would have killed him dead. Right. If Steve Kerr would have taken a shot, they would have killed him dead. Right. All right. Uh, All right. We'll perhaps stop. that's enough of uh, NBA basketball talk since the season's been over for what six weeks now. Probably it's, it uh, seems like forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, fubbing is apparently ruining people's relationships. What is now? Fubbing. fubbing. What is fubbing? That's uh, phone snubbing. It's a combination of ah, phone and snubbing. Fubbing. Fubbing. It occurs when your conversation is interrupted by attention being given to a smartphone rather than the person you're. Sitting with. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often have you seen this? Is, that's all you see. Yeah. If you go into a restaurant and you look over at a table of, of people, they're all looking at their phone. All of them. Every single one of them. Nobody's talking to each other anymore. 
And then when the food comes, they might put the phone down enough to take a bite, and then they're looking at the phone again. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I got to take a picture of that plate of food for my Instagram. The pubbing is happening even as we speak, and that's uh, that's that's what happens. What? Nothing. No, no. Go ahead. Keep doing it. Oh, that plate looks great. (laughs) It's it's irritating. It is irritating. It's It's irritating. Hard to stop. Um, you are not a phone guy. Nope. Uh, you really are not. You're one of the few people I know, honestly, that do, that are not. I'm not a slave I, to my phone. Right. I consider myself a middle ground guy here. I really don't like being on the phone that much. I don't like social networks. I don't like doing mm-hmm. that. But I mean, I do find myself on a decent amount because you know you got there's news updates and there's you know stuff that we do for this job and you know you get emails are coming in and you got to answer them and you know so. I'm on it more than I want to be. I'm just not on it for social media things. I don't play a lot of online games. I don't do any of that stuff. So uh, I don't go too far down that road. Jeffy, I say, is probably the worst offender. Yeah, out of, out of, out of, out of the us? three of us? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, I a lot of it, I like it. But I do it because of what we do. Yes. And so, uh, you know, right. I mean, I, Me I feel like I need to be in touch. And but yeah, but when you're with your wife, are you with your wife or are you fubbing? Are you... Are you doing this? Why, I'm with my wife, Pat. Uh-huh. I would never think about being with another woman or a phone unless I'm with her. Uh-huh. Why did you say it like that? It didn't seem I'm like just letting it. you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny, though, because if, let's say, Jeffy is, is the Bernie Sanders of phone use, my wife is Stalin. Um, so <laughs> right. Uh, right. I'm so used to her being, I mean, she's on right. it all the time. It's really. It's inc- That's irritating. It is. Um, I kind of have... Although it does free you up for other things. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you're going to do that, I'm going to go do my thing. I, that has that's, happened. That's yes, my that point. When my happened. wife does it, I just go do something else. Go okay, do we'll, see right. we'll see you. We'll yeah, see you. Yeah, I, I will say that happens. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, she, and she's on like, you know, like when we were on vacation, it's just, you can't get through anything without Snapchat coming out and you get 56,000 pictures. It's like you can't... And, and, it's, and honestly, Snapchat is the worst, if I may, it for is. a moment. Yes, you may. It is. Because it of is the fact. It is the worst. Like, I can, in my head, at it least. Used to be, it used to be Twitter, but now I think it's Snapchat. Yeah. And, it went, can, and then it went to Instagram for a little while. Instagram's still but running like, right Instagram, in there. Instagram, I can at least, there's a mental justification of Instagram for me. And let me, let me, draw, let me draw this little line <laughs> here for a second. She's on Instagram posting pictures of the family and what we're doing and everything. At least she's creating a document of what we're doing. A memory. I can look back at it. Mm-hmm. I at least can get a benefit. Snapchat is it, gone in it's six gone. seconds. It's like, it's, it does nothing. I, I don't it even, just entertains. Well, you can save some of those shots. I don't even you understand can, you can. it. But if you don't do it, you get nothing. Right, you just sit there and play and look at different uh, funny crowns on your head and, oh, look, there's a mustache coming out of my nose. <laughs> Next picture. Yeah, I don't like no, it I just, I don't, I just don't like it. You know, it's just, it's just too much. My whole family is <laughs> in the Snapchat thing, and I, except for me. And I, so they're all... Sending these six-second things, and I'm like, why? So what? I just, I, so I'm not even, I don't even do it. They don't send it to me. They don't even bother anymore. All right, Stool is still <laughs> ranting and raving about LeBron James. Right? Well, I didn't get a chance I mean, to do it. We were on vacation. Good heavens. And then they, it happened. I mean, the other stuff has happened, obviously, so I don't have a chance. So I'm doing it to them in the break. So what? So what? I mean, I just, want, I just wanted to realize, represent, and say that you were happy about LeBron losing. No, you losing. did not. That's you wanted all. to start what you just did, which was 22 minutes of me talking about LeBron, yes. and I'm going to stop. Are you? Yes. Okay. We're Until, not going to go back to the original Cleveland team he had? We're not doing that? 
Well, they had the best record in the league the year before you led to the Heat. No one remembers that. He went to the finals. And how about the year before that when they were playing Boston? I think it was in the conference finals. And he basically just stood at half court for half the game and they lost. How about that? How about that one? No one remembers that one. I don't remember that. See? Look at that. That's perfect evidence Mm -hmm. right there. It's not, it's not like there's any news breaking today. No, there's, so, you we're know. We're going to talk LeBron from four days ago. Uh, I mean, look, the, the news today, obviously, we've been talking about uh, all day on radio and everything else, and uh, it's uh, really terrible. Um, but it does seem like the only person who's going to die out of this incident is the shooter, and good riddance. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. was a really scary day, and I, I would think that this is going to change some things. This is going to change the way they secure Congress. I hope so, um, because that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. If they, if they, if they gather together at, as they did in this case, in, in groups of 25 at like a you know public place like that, you've got to have protection there, right? Yeah, I mean, let, I mean that's unbelievable that they don't. If, if you asked yesterday, did a poll and asked the American people, if Congress if Congress gathers in a group of twenty five in a public place, will they have security? I bet it would be ninety eight percent would say yes. Say yes, of course, I mean, they, I, of course they would. Everybody thinks that that's happening. What is this eighteen oh three? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and come instead, on. really, the only reason is Scalise. The fact that these people are alive, it's incredible, today, which is incredible. Because Scalise is in leadership, and leadership are the only ones who have security. Really, something else. I, I had no idea mm. until now. Uh, but also, uh, according to the the uh, Associated Press, there was a woman who got caught shoplifting, and but she had a really good ex- explanation. She she was studying kleptomania. It was just a <laughs> it was a research uh, effort for her. That works once. Yeah, a uh, woman <laughs> does it. Ask uh, what was it, Roger Daltrey? Uh, was it Roger Daltrey who did no, that? No, it, uh, it was Peter Townsend. Peter Townsend. Townsend. Yeah, sorry about that, Roger Daltrey, who got caught uh, doing he, child porn or something like that. Yeah, and, and he's like, yeah, he got research. caught researching. Researching. He was researching. researching. That's a good excuse. It just, I, don't I know. think it worked for him. It, yes, it, it did. Wasn't it the truth or something? Yes, it was. That's hard to believe. I don't, I don't know. know. Yes. I don't know, but uh, I think he got off. Stop everybody who is involved in porn-related incidents. It's <laughs> <laughs> just your standard fallback. Uh, anyway, she told officers she was working on a term paper on kleptomania after she was caught, uh, facing three felony charges now. The Gillette News Record reports 23-year-old Lydia Marie Cormany was arrested on June 5th trying to leave Walmart with a $1,900 worth of merchandise. Uh, court records say investigators later found thousands of dollars worth of stolen items in her dorm room. And it was all, I mean, obviously, uh, from, you know, her research. That's all it was. That's all. She was caught once <clears throat> when she tried to leave Walmart with three flat screen televisions. That's another one of those things where you just like act like you're doing it. Ever, you're supposed mm-hmm. to do it. Because yeah, who's going to walk out with three flat screen right. televisions? Well, if you just walk out, I mean, people yep. will be like, oh, wow, that's kind of weird. And I guess they bought it. Now, them. if you walked out with one. They might think you already bought it, and now it's in your, you know, cart, right? It's you're pushing yep, your cart out to out. the car. But three, I mean, well, three, nobody's going to buy three at a time, are some, they? I, well, oh, we I don't bought know about three. that. We, yeah. we, we, so, we, have we, you? studios we did. Oh, well, yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah. remember we went to uh, Best Buy and tried to buy, I think, nine at once. And they, for, well, that's the place that wouldn't let you do that. And then right? they were like, no. Nah. <laughs> like, what? Wait, you know. sell televisions, right? Like, yeah, I can't buy nine. Do you make sure that you have equal distribution of where they go yeah, I, to? Yes. Yeah, so like, do you have nine? Yeah, we have nine, but you can't buy nine. Why, Why can't we buy nine? Well, then no one else will be able to buy them. Order more, <laughs> idiot. No wonder your store is freaking bankrupt. 
That still that one still pisses me off for some reason. <laughs> it should. Because uh, it's that's ridiculous. That's it ridiculous. Really that, that's something that really ticks me off. That whole if <clears> I, you know when stuff is on sale and they say you know especially like Thanksgiving and Black Friday and all that stuff where limit two or limit three. Yeah. I kind of okay with that because they're already telling you up front. Yeah. But yeah. if you go into a store and they have product. And the product is there for sale. You should be able to buy as much of that stuff as you want. Right. I mean, that's kind of their business, right? Yeah. You think that would be a... a oh, no, we can't sell you that. Nobody else would be able to get one. Yeah, uh, well, then they okay. should have been here earlier. I mean, no one says that on, on, <laughs> on Black Friday. They're not like, oh, well, uh, what, what, you know, like that is... Right. It starts riots because of those dumb policies. It makes Ugh. me want to not shop at Best Buy, but then um, I'd get in an argument with my wife and we'd... Never have any more appliances. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, by the way, causing another one of those Black Friday type incidents. Uh, it's, uh, I think everyone wants it. If you have $80, you're going to want it too. It's the new Kim Jong un men's romper suit. Uh, this is an amazing. Nice. For $80, uh, would, wouldn't you want this? Now, if this come in, comes in women's sizes, uh, Hillary Clinton might be interested. She loves the, the, the Mao look. She might also like the un. Actually, pretty look. funny. <clears throat> that is really funny, but man, that is creepy. Uh, that is, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think you could wear that into North Korea and live uh, more than an hour? No. no. Uh-uh. Oh, I don't even think you, you wouldn't be able to make it past <clears throat> the tarmac. Yeah. Well, you'd probably be dead in the tarmac. That's probably true. At least I mean, if it was Halloween, you might you might sell a bunch of those. But uh, are you going to sell them this time of year? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. I would say I would, that would not be something I would purchase. I, I don't think I would look good in a romper. To be honest about it. I know it's a it's a controversial statement. Really? Uh, Very yeah, but I don't, think, I don't think I would look that good there. Yeah. You know who would is is Jeffy. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I do not look good in rompers. That's why I'm already in the process of creating Moomoo's by Jeffy. Yeah, tell oh, us about you? this. It's a new business uh, I, of yours, huh? I am. It's a new business coming up. I've got my daughter actually designing some moo-moos, uh, the designer editions. There's going to be the regular, just the boring, straight, floral moo-moos, and then she's going to have some <laughs> designer editions. But, you know, when people wear moo-moos, I mean, they're comfortable, male or female. Mm-hmm. You wear them. You put them on at home or, you know, when you're traveling, wherever you go, you want to yeah. go out. They're comfortable. They cover you up. You don't have to be embarrassed about going out and getting the mail, going out, doing anything like that. You can be fat as you please. That's correct. still fits. How could you possibly be embarrassed wearing a muumuu? You're right. Thank you. And you're comfortable, especially at home. There's nothing like being able to just throw something on and have nothing else on underneath and just relax. So So I'm looking forward to uh, (laughs) muumuus by Jeffy. First of all, I love this idea, and I think you should really do it. Because um, you would probably sell a decent amount of them. You probably would. Um, secondly, is, so is a muumuu, and I, I don't really want to think about this too much, but is a muumuu something you wear nothing under? I would say you're at least wearing underwear, aren't you? Are you wearing a T-shirt? If you want to wear something underneath it, you can go right ahead. I'm just saying what I do and what's most comfortable with my muumuu wearing. Now, Nobody is, wanted to know that. Uh, uh, Nobody. No, I didn't want to know what Jeffy. I didn't. Want, I want it generally speaking. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, the typical? I would guess that. Practices? I would guess that most people would say, "Oh, you know, you should wear underwear. Whatever. You know what? Whatever." And, and would you say when essentially? I get home and want to relax. I want to. It's a tarp with a mm-hmm. hole in the middle, right? Like that's what a muumuu is. Like, or, or a, a blanket with a. Well, I'm not making designer tarps. No. <laughs> What is it? Does it have does it have armholes? Yes, it does. It does. Yes, it's a dress that's large. A dress. So you are calling it a dress. Well, you asked me to give you an example. It's just a dress that's large. So you'll be wearing a dress that's large. I'm going to be wearing 
<laughs> a designer, Jeffy okay. Mumu. Right. You right. totally should do Jeffy. this, seriously. I would invest up to $1 uh, <laughs> in launching of this yes. product. Because I, yes. I, I think you'd sell I, I you know, honestly believe that I would. Several. Well. Couple. I think there would be couple. several sold, yes. Triple eight seven two seven back More patents, too, is uh, inevitable. Please tell me there's spoons, because I'm, um, I'm overweight. Can we have Oreo mints oh, again? Oh, yes, more minis. More thins. Good. The thins are the ones I like, not yeah. minis. Thins. Yeah. Oh, these are lemon. Yes. Or are they? Uh, uh, Spoons. Hello. You know, Pat, we try to lead with our mistakes. Mm. We always Mm -hmm. do. I mean, and that's why you never hear us talking about them, because we don't make them. We don't make them. But if we did make them, we would lead with them. And today is an example, I believe, at least for myself, Mm. I can say I need to lead with one of my mistakes. I saw Oreo thins on the shelves for quite some time. And what I thought about them was like, ugh, Oreo's making this dumb, thinner, lower calorie. Hey, I, mm-hmm. I thought like, hey, mm-hmm. they're trying a little diet cookie for, mm-hmm. for women. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, women, want they want to eat less. They still like the taste of Oreos, but they want less. So mm-hmm. making little tiny cookies. Yuck. That was my thought. You know what, and I thought uh, something similar was that Oreos was just, oh, they're going to cut down, it's going to be healthy, and they're going to cut down on the uh, the sauce in the middle. Right, they're going to make less the, sauce. the sauce in the middle. <laughs> not, Who describes Oreo cream sauce. as sauce? I, I don't know. You are a weirdo. That <laughs> guy. But, I, but yes, I thought it was going to be less the, cookie and yeah. less cream. But and then therefore... Like you, you said, you're wrong. I was wrong. And what happened is the Oreo Thin is actually a, a, a better ratio of cookie to cream. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And now you get to eat four of these for the price of two when it comes to uh, calories. Uh, and you can eat the whole row. Did you just eat one? Good. Um, so you could eat, I don't know, it feels like you can eat more, which I like. I, f- I think you're probably right. And so these are, yesterday we tried the mint. And they were awesome. They were really good. I, I gave they them were really a good. 16, I believe. And now, 15, something like the that. The mints were awesome. Now these are the chocolate kind. And this is the, the, the cookies yeah. are so thin. Okay. We should actually do a side-by-side because we have regular Oreos here today uh, as well. Um, how, how is that the chocolate one there? Um... Mm. Now we're pra- now we're judging it against the yeah. Mint, it's the not as good mints. as the mint one. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not judging a... it against the mint, and it's not as good as the mint, I but know. it's good. But good. I mean, I'm it's not good. As a huge fan of chocolate on chocolate products. Like I, I, I get it. It's like sometimes good, if yeah. you're gonna put like a candy in it, I, I like it like a chocolate candy and a chocolate ice cream. I'm fine with that. But if they're different kinds yeah. of chocolate right. or whatever, like if this was coated in a different kind of chocolate, yeah. that would be really delicious. Yes. So here's the here's the uh, size of the Oreos if you get the thins, kind of get that yeah. I don't know how much you can tell. And here's the regular sized. Well, yeah, one this one's this is the normal cookie. So look at this here. is thinner. That's thinner than this one. <laughs> no. This one is thinner than that one. Yes, well that's what I was saying. See what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, so let, these let are peanut the, butter uh, now. These are the normal sized peanut Oh yeah, you haven't even tried that. But then we got the peanut butter ones and I don't know that this is even new. They're pretty good. I mean, are they good? These thins I know. are what Oreos should have been when they launched the product. They, I can't say enough uh-huh. of how much I love I these know. things. I mean, the chocolate on chocolate mm. flavor isn't what I would design as my favorite flavor. Mm-hmm. But just the, the combination, the wafer the thin cookies are so great. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is the right ratio. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Oh, and then I give these a 14. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll give the chocolate one a 12. Okay. Now, the peanut butter one, I think I like this better. Peanut butter one's pretty good. I like the peanut butter one. I mean, peanut butter and chocolate's a better combination than chocolate and chocolate. Yeah, but I yeah, didn't think I was going to like it that much, but I do. I might say this is a 15. 
That's pretty good. I will say, the big like strong, the the strong difference between if I could do a thin, peanut butter thin. The thin and the thick, though, mm -hmm. is the thick will hold a lot more milk when you dip it. Oh, God, I hate Why? You. Why? I why mean, do you have to do just, this? Why? It just will. Well, why do you have to be so unlikable? Why? What do you mean? I'm just commenting on the cookie. So my take on this, if I could, and get away from the milk conversation for a second. And you can. The, uh, the peanut butter Oreo is a better taste, clearly. Uh, the, I like the thin texture better. I yeah. give this uh, a 14 as well. This is a good one. This is a good Oreo. I mean, the peanut butter Oreo is, it a, is a good Oreo. Good Oreo. If, you were to, if you could dip <clears throat> any of these in chocolate, and this is, comes with the fudge-covered Oreos that they release. Yeah, the fudge-covered. Those Delicious. are amazing. Delicious. Um, I think we had that last year. Didn't we do fudge-covered Oreos? Probably. And it was awesome. Because mm. I, I kept saying the whole time, I don't like Oreos. I don't like Oreos. And then we did the fudge one. <laughs> I like Oreos. I That's like them. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> we should do those again at some point soon, because yes. those to me are an approaching an 18 product. Yes, right they, yes, uh, they again, are. Again, our scale is one to 18, in case you don't know that. And I will say, darn it, Oreos innovative—they're so good. They're always right. doing something new and interesting, right? I mean, they're doing something thin. They've, then they do double or triple thickness. Wait a minute. Then they do a different flavor. I mean, this I, is fantastic. I, I just come up with a great idea. Oh, I'm going to do the, the peanut, peanut butter, butter mini. Or the, th th the thin peanut okay, butter. You scrape the peanut butter onto the thin? Yeah. Oh, that's oh. a good idea. That's a really good idea. Down. I know we're tight on time, but this is way too important. I don't care. Blow that's off the rest. That's way too important. If they got news updates, blow them off. <laughs> <laughs> the shooter's yeah. dead. The shooter's dead. He's not going to come back to life and shoot anybody else today. So, Let's see. Putting that in there like that. Still dead at the age of 66. Sad. Or actually happy. Okay, here uh, it is. This is a pretty, pretty... Uh, yes, no. No. Did it help? No. Yes. Hurt? Definitely helps. Does it? It's the better ratio. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they need mm. to... If they don't haven't made these yet, they need to make them. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I will buy all of them. Great. Hats off to Oreo. No. That's all I can say. I'll say this. Sometimes... What's on Spoon say? Oh, it's Oreo. It's the new flavor of Oreos. Uh, another Oreo? Mm-hmm. We get that way. We yeah. complain about it every another time. Another Oreo. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's another mistake, but yeah. we're leading with it. <laughs> we just admitted to two of them. That's fantastic. God, I love these things. <laughs> Those are good. The uh, GOP, uh, obviously, they had the tragedy today, but we've been talking about policy a lot with them, and they haven't really had a lot to get done, despite Congress and, and the Senate and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn talked about this last night. What's their new strategy for 2018? Looks like they're going to try to take on the media, which is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Here's uh, yeah. Glenn's segment on that from last mm. night. <laughs> the uh, RNC has already talked about making 2018 a referendum on the media. That is yep. Donald Trump's tribe. Wow. Yep. That is Donald Trump's tribe. Because people hate the media so much. That's why he's keeping these things. That's why Bill O'Reilly may be right. He just keeps poking, just keeps poking. Because traditionally, at the midterm level, and then the ne uh, 2020, you're going to want to make the election about your accomplishments. Re-elect us, because look at what have we have accomplished. Well, if they're already projecting, we're, no, we're running against the media. Oh God! Can you imagine the media? That election can you imagine the media that sits around a round table going, "We we we appreciate the blessing that Donald Trump has given uh. us to be able to report <laughs> on this today." Uh, robes, everybody. Uh, yeah. Goat sacrifices. Robes. All right, let's uh, go to uh, North Korea. There was a disturbing story, a happy story, then it turned disturbing. 
this morning coming out of North Korea? Yeah, so, well, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> too disturbing. That wasn't happy. That went straight to disturbing. Dennis Rodman announced that he's showing up to do his thing, which he has a history for. But the Does same. Does anybody know anything about Dennis Rodman? I mean, he used to play for the. No, I know that. <laughs> okay, all right. Talk down to me. What I mean is, is, he, is he like Oliver Stone? Is he a pro-communist guy? What is his deal? Yeah, I don't. I, th I think that he's always just a guy that craves attention. Yeah. He wants to do anything. Out of the ordinary, he can, whether it's yeah. dress up in a wedding dress or whatever. Yeah. But that's what he's going to do. Wasn't he on The Apprentice? Probably. Oh, yeah. Was he? No. Yeah. I think on he was. Apprentice? I think he was on The Apprentice, actually. I think he was. So he's a special oh, envoy wow. now, or what? He's no, he's been, he's no, been hanging he's out just, with He keeps yeah. being invited by the, you know, Jongs. Yeah. Well, he did say he was going to start the, 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 the Kim's. Door. Yeah, the Kim's. But anyway, it happened the same day that they also released the American college student that was just imprisoned a couple years ago. Um, he was released today because he's been in a botulism-induced coma. Uh-huh. Um, you believe that? That they're releasing him because of, because of that? No, that he was, he went into a coma because they gave him a bad bowl of soup accidentally? Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> I, I do think that, it's, it's funny that it happened right when Dennis Rodman was over there. It was, it was so weird, in fact, that the State Department had to issue a statement saying he's there freelancing. Yeah, nothing and, involved. and you know what's funny is that you headlines... traded him for him. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> headlines, headlines are actually, like, putting him together as, like, you know, prisoner released as Dennis Rodman visits. That's how they were putting it in headlines. Yeah. yeah give me a break. Well, I know. Like, <laughs> like, he's, like, he's, like, he secured the release with his neon hair. I don't yeah, know. but th this is actually an example of, and Trump got hit and Kushner got hit for trying to set up back channels with the Russians. This happens with every single country out there, especially, especially the ones that we have bad relationships with, like Iran or North Korea. But there are back channel negotiations that they will not comment on. Sure. But they're discussing, I, I would be. I would not, there has to be, especially right now when they're trying to get a diplomatic solution. Um, that's probably how this came about. Now, to counter to that, I don't see a diplomatic solution to this. Uh, James Mattis actually just said that North Korea is a clear and present danger to the United States. He actually invoked clear and present danger to the United States. He said that their nuclear program and missile program is Mattis rapidly advancing. This? Mattis just said this. So this comes on the heels of there is a third aircraft carrier that is just about to be off the coast of North Korea. Three carrier battle groups. I have not seen this since Kosovo. I have not seen this since Enduring Freedom or the Gulf War. It doesn't, it doesn't happen that amount of carrier battle groups in one spot. Every single time this has happened, we've gone to war. I don't see that there's any diplomatic solution out of this. At this point, I don't see it. Well, if Mattis is saying that it's a clear and present danger, that is war language. Setting it up for a preemptive strike. I mean, that's the language you use when you're setting up so a preemptive strike we're not before gonna wait. talking to Congress. We're not going to wait. We're going in first. It seems like it. Every time this has happened, we've gone to war. Ooh. So what Check on that. Give that to me for tomorrow morning radio, will you? You got it. Check on that. So what would be the gesture of them releasing this guy then? Or is it any sort of gesture from North Korea? Me crapping my pants? Yeah. <laughs> See, that, we're sorry, we're sorry. But that, that would suggest that there are negotiations, they're trying to come up with a solution, but there just really isn't. It, it's all empty at this point because the Kim family has built the regime on power and strength and not backing down. They're not going to back down. They can at this point. He's, he's going for broke at this point. And we can't back down because if we back down, we've already said that if they get this, they are going to nuke one of our allies or us. So we can't back down. I mean, this is one of those points where it's so firm. It's immovable objects in both, on both sides. It just can't happen. I, at this point, I don't see how we do not go to war over this. It sucks. Just 
Okay, on that happy note, um, <laughs> so you're saying we're relying on Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman can be a true weapon. There is, one, there is one other story that broke today on Bloomberg. I don't know if anybody saw this. Um, a pretty big story on Russia. Uh, and Bloomberg released, um, formerly, I guess, uh, classified information. I guess now that it's out, Yep, it was formerly classified. Uh, formerly classified. <laughs> Still classified. Um, it's not classified anymore, really. <laughs> Everybody's got it. Um, but it was the real report on what the Russians did. It had nothing to do with Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Um, it has to do with what they did to the election. They didn't influence it because they were thinking like the old Soviets. And they, instead of going down to the local level, they decided to go up to the state level and corrupt the state level stuff when all of the real information happens down at the local level. They were just thinking big state. Um, but what they did is they broke into 39 states, 39 states. They corrupted 15 million in um, uh, Illinois alone. Wow. Seven million voters. If they would have gone down instead of up, seven million voters would have been turned away at the polls in Chicago. Wow. They stole 15 million records of social security numbers and everything else just in um, Illinois. They, um, uh, they said that they breached two security systems for uh, the companies that actually make the voting machines, some of the voting machines, they breached security there. All they were trying to do was cause chaos. They were trying to corrupt and get rid of voters' names and addresses and confuse and say, no, you're over in this, to be able to create chaos in the system. This is, any other time, this would have been an act of war. Yeah. Absolute act of war. And what Comey said last week and we talked about it yesterday, is <clears throat> Russia is not coming, they're here. Mm. And we're not paying enough attention to that. We're playing these silly word games with each other instead of saying, wait a minute, that can wait. This is really important. That's, and this is their opening salvo. I know. Their first try. I know. And what's even, you... 39 so, states. And if we admit that's an act of war, but we also have to respond to this. Now, this is the scary thing. Russia is just about to have an election within the next year. Mm -hmm. And this is when Putin will go for his final election. So it'll be huge for him. How do we react? We do not do <laughs> what they just did to no. us. But you we know there's said, people there saying we have to respond. Oh, her. I know. I know. But we do not spend your time shoring yourself up. Don't go in for the fight. How, how, how would we have any credibility if we say, that's wrong, you shouldn't do that, and then we go and do it? Mm. That sounds like the Republicans and Democrats. It's not like we haven't done it before. Uh, but isn't it time that maybe we learn from history and say, it doesn't work? It's always been the time to learn from history, and we never have. I mean, it seems like if you don't 
Oh, it makes me sad that the libertarian is like, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, and this, I mean, what Russia's doing just falls into their MO. They know they can't defeat us from the outside, so they're gonna, what they're going to do is stir internal conflict yes. in order to cause us to crumble. And then it when we think does. about the wider picture, even what Angela Merkel said two weeks ago, where she said that the U.S. can't be counted on anymore relative to the Paris Peace. Which is interesting, because that's the old Soviet model. Yeah. You, you have former KGB agents that are running the country, mm -hmm. and they're doing the exact same thing they did during the Soviet Union, but now they're expecting a different outcome. And these are actions not of a strong nation. Yeah. They really aren't. Mm -hmm. It's of a nation that has their own problems, and they're looking at basically a last resort. Uh, Alexei Navalny is their opposition, an opposition leader. They just they had thousands take to the streets just yesterday. Yeah. They arrested over 900 people in St. Petersburg and Moscow. They have their own issues. Mm -hmm.